not kicking stuff over. That was a mistake. Okay. okay. Well, that's good because we are started now. Here we are. Yep. <sighs> I have opinions. Introduce us. Hurry up. All right. the microphone? <laughs> this is me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. While I was getting this set up, I yelled, someone turn on a microphone, I have opinions, which might be the rallying cry of the internet at this point. <laughs> I think Dan- that's what the internet says that every day. Yeah. I'm Daniel. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. And it's time for our monthly movie that we're not entirely sure about the content of, not because it's good or bad, but because it was... Possibly disturbing or sexy. This one, that when I looked it up on the internet, it gave me the impression that there would be disturbing imagery. Yes. So the movie we're talking about is called Lamb. It is not the only movie called Lamb because Lamb is a one-word, four-letter name and mm-hmm. could apply to several things. There's another one in 2015. Did not have Liam Neeson in it, thankfully. Well, this is from uh, 85. 1985. We are less than 10 years into Liam Neeson's career, and we are a full eight before he would be in Schindler's List. Now, I did my usual stuff, pulled up uh, the Academy Awards. Academy Awards for that year, dominated by Amadeus. Oh, that was a good film. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I walked away from the microphone. Uh, also in that one, The Killing Fields... Ooh, that was, that uh, places, was places in the heart. Oh heavens! Uh, best live action short film. Something called Up. Probably not the one we're thinking of. Probably not. Well, anyway, we once a month we try to pick out a movie that is going to be sexy times or disturbing images, just so that we don't pile them all up at once, and then we get frustrated with having to watch through that kind of garbage in a movie. And so this one was. Supposed to have some disturbing images, perhaps? Yep. Well, let, to describe the cover of the movie that we got off of Amazon, there's Liam Neeson, who is playing a very tall priest, because he can't play a short one. That's right. Then a short priest, who... He's an older guy. Older guy, who we will learn is a massive dickweed. Yeah. And a small boy. Which made us think... Oh, it's going to be those it's, kind of disturbing it's images. It's going to be one of those kind of movies. And I strapped myself in for uncomfortable Liam Neeson sexy times. <laughs> really uncomfortable. And I don't really mean this as the possibly offensive and poor taste that it is. But this movie would have been more interesting if Liam Neeson was a pedophile. Oh, that's a terrible idea. No, well... No. No, but, no. No. Like, yes, obviously, I didn't want to actually watch that. And no. that sounds like a bad thing. But at the same time... This movie was bad. So the movie would have, have happened been more, in it. The movie would have oh been gosh. more interesting, yes. That's so... Oh my gosh. This movie is free if you have Amazon Prime. Don't watch it. Don't watch it's it. It's not worth the money. It's really not. It's This would not be the first thing that I've paid zero dollars for and felt like I overpaid. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> I have... Like, I have stolen video games on the internet. Daniel! And, and felt like I paid too much. Daniel! <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. We didn't yeah. steal this at all. We didn't steal this at all. We paid, we paid zero, good money. We paid a good zero dollars for this. No, well, we pay Amazon Prime yeah. once a year, so... So, I looked up cast list. Bunch of nobodies in this film. This it's... was... And I looked on Wikipedia. It has a Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Nothing about production. Nothing about the book that it was based on. It just is not a lot of info about this film. 
it how long we were into it maybe a half hour and an i hour. said you, we i don't even ca- i said i still well, don't care about the characters at a half hour in we still didn't care at an hour in for honesty you wanted to stop the movie <gasps> oh that's true and Pretty just much. talk about the first half and skip the end and boy am i glad we didn't skip the end well, that's okay. Because, because we have to backpedal. Okay. And say so, this is 1985. 1985. So, children, you got to get in your little time machines and go back to 1985 and listen to some smooth jazz, Kenny G, <laughs> soprano saxophone. Ooh. But there was only a little bit of that. I oh, want, there was a lot that, of strange discord. That. I want you to go online, look for the Full House theme song, go to the saxophone part, and slow it down to about three quarters speed. Yeah. Oh my god. But but the music the music credit went Ugh. to Van Morrison, better known as Sir George Ivan Morrison. Yeah, because he's been knighted. And he's famous for things like being Irish. Being in the R and B band them. Yeah. He's doing Gloria. He's not famous for this. Girl. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. He's not famous for this. Yeah. It was kind of surprising the kind of music it was and I thought Really? No, it was just so eighties. Uh, yeah. Ugh. It was very eighties. And the and oh wait, if you haven't guessed it already, the movie progressed extremely slowly. Yes. And we we never really cared about the characters. Not really. We just didn't. I mean, even as a mom, mm, no. Now I will say the zero and Ethan on this was one was too much of a smartass to no. care about him all that much. <laughs> well, but I think as a mother, I can generally get my maternal thing going full force and I can care about the children and want the children to succeed and want them to be loved yeah. and mm-hmm. have productive lives and I could have cared less. You can find that. Uh, I've maybe yeah. I've I've worked with plenty of the kids and the even right now when I'm doing cuz I I have the internet friends and sometimes mm-hmm. the internet friends need help. Mm-hmm. And the hardest part is when it seems like they don't, and I don't know. I don't know about it because sometimes maybe they're trying as hard as they can, and it's just they don't know how to try harder. You mean this, In, the director of this film? I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about like real life people that I've talked to, that I've oh. worked with, that much like this kid, sometimes act like little shits. Yeah, but well, and if but they, that, I don't and know about that trying, progressed the movie. But it it would have if the kid had interesting character progression where you changed from being a little shit that smokes who is and is 10 in his foul mouth in his foul mouth into a interesting character because it would have converged the two character arcs right. because what we started with is there wasn't a character arc well <laughs> for the child for the child for the child so there what happened any. is we start the film with Liam Neeson as an Irish Catholic priest in a Catholic school for... Wayward boys. Wayward boys. And we're thinking, oh, okay, well, we know where this is going. I thought for sure I knew where this movie was going. And then the kid shows up, escorted by his mother, who is smoking in the car with him. Oh, she's an ass. But in the 80s, everybody smoked. And is is an ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we see that the kid is smoking, and he has a seizure, and... Mm -hmm. So we've started with diametrically opposed characters here we have the morally squeaky clean morally squeaky clean priest good-looking priest and we have the very rough and uh carefree child and i thought it would have been very interesting for as liam neeson's character 
goes down in morality a little bit, mm-hmm. the kid goes up. And mm-hmm. they meet at the middle in the end. Sure. That would have been an interesting character arc for both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we got was Liam Neeson having to do all of the meeting in the middle. And I... Yeah. Which made it... Which makes it feel like they... Both of the characters don't make sense because... In a well-written movie, maybe not necessarily in real life, mm-hmm. but in a well-written movie, they would have met in the middle. And in real life, Liam Neeson probably would have given up earlier. Hmm. Because there have to be... Li- because in real life, he either would have gone just nuts from dealing with this kid and all of mm-hmm. the things, or he would have said, you know what? You have to want to change, and at this point... It, tough love would have kicked in. Tough love would have kicked in much, much faster. Well, hmm. but I think not necessarily because I think there are plenty of, of adult humans who don't either don't want to, don't know how to, or refuse to um, exercise their tough love options on their children. Yeah. So I think I there's know. that too. Well, he was treating the boy like his child. Yes. He was. He was trying to care for him. He was trying to teach him. He was trying to um, get him to advance, if you will, in mm-hmm. the story arc, which never really seemed to happen very much. Yeah. I mean, he, he, the kid almost transitioned. Yeah. I mean, he, he became more friendly to Liam Neeson's character. But not in and general. And more, more yeah. they had more of a relationship yeah. by the end. Yeah. But, but at that point, that's a pit bull that is nice to you, but still bites the neighbors. Yeah, pretty much. That's Which is not a nice pit bull. Right. Didn't really didn't really yeah. advance the character. So the first bit of major togetherness for them is when the kid is getting bullied and the headmaster of the school is really not into the whole being nice thing. Well, the headmaster just decides that if there's going to be discipline and order, he has to pick on one kid so that all the other ones will see that the he's, hammer that will come down. And so he's he's he chooses this kid. He's selected out the smallest child of the school. Smallest newest kid yeah. go. Which is just the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Liam Neeson is of course not okay with this and is ta- and starts talking to him and it becomes clear very quickly that they he does not the headmaster does not care for the child or for Liam Neeson's character. Well, and now it with you know the twenty twenty rearview mirror vision, mm-hmm. we can see that this headmaster, who is a you know, a priest who has authority over Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. is also very interested in Liam Neeson's father's death. Which then we come to find out at the end of the film because of Liam Neeson's vow of poverty, he's not allowed to inherit his father's property, which is a farm, yep. which then is supposed to go to the, the, school. the school. And so that, now we can see that this man also has a reason to keep Liam Neeson under his thumb because it's um, you know a somewhat desirable property mm-hmm. for the school to inherit, as it were. So a perfectly logical thing occurs. In, not. In which he... Takes the kid and they take Liam Neeson takes Liam the child. Neeson takes the kid and they hop into a van and they they, drive... they steal the school oh, yeah, van. they start to steal the school van. That's totally a thing priests do, and they run away and thus begins the second three fourths of the movie. Ugh! Because I'm yawning thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> they go through a series of worse and worse places to live, in worse and worse neighborhoods. 
because their money starts running out. And the intervening things that happen here are just... I can't remember them. If I had taken notes on this, I would not be able to remember it. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay, we're going to cut to the chase, people. So, we get, so we're getting near God. the end. The kid uh, has talked about things he wants to do... Like his, what are like three wishes? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And one of them's fly in an airplane. He wants to score. Learn for, to swim. He wants to learn to swim. He wants to play the guitar and he wants to score for the local uh, sports team. Mm-hmm. And when confronted with that's four wishes, he says, "Well, my first wish will be to have four wishes," which backfires because now he still only has three left. The kid's got to learn. I. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the first wish is unlimited wishes. Yes. Which never works because they have a failsafe against that, but then your first wish is unlimited genies. (laughs) (laughs) I I see that Dan has thought this out just in case I ever gave him this opportunity. Yes. You've been thinking about this since you were eight, haven't you? No. I mean, when did I see Aladdin for the first time? I don't. Oh, dear. Anyways, so... The net starts closing in around them because they either let things slip or they stay in or they hotels in... with people who are not idiots. <laughs> or they or they live in a house where, the, let's just say there's, uh, all, you know, it's, it's uh, entirely peopled with men. Yes, and the men are friendly with each other's company in 1985. All night. All night. And then they give the kid marijuana. No, I think they did. They drugged him more than marijuana. They well, drugged they him with something. Least, they at least did the marijuana part. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Well, I think no. I think healthy from, lifestyle there. I think the the state that the child was in was more than a marijuana haze. But that I'm, would be my, you know, my expert opinion. I don't. I've never. I've never had. I've <laughs> we're, never. We're not in, going there on the internet. I've never injected any marijuanas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not going there today. I uh, so. The so, movie starts to go in a direction where I think, okay, we're ramping up to... A some, crisis of some, some sort. Ki- some kind of thing is going to happen, because they get on an airplane, and they're going back. They've made it from... I thought we would have gotten to a crisis Dublin somewhere. to London, and now they're flying back to Northern Ireland. Yeah, but this is before 9-11, so you don't, there's not security checks and all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. So these wanted criminals can get on the airplane. You didn't need a passport to get on an airplane. Then they rent a car, and they... Drive to a B and B where we see him swap out the kids' seizure meds. Well, he he was out of seizure yeah, seizure and, meds, and instead he couldn't get him new ones because he doesn't have a prescription. So he puts random tablets that look the right size in it, mm-hmm. so the kid will just keep thinking he's okay. Right. And then he takes him to a beach where they have male bonding time, not creepy, not, 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 creepy. not creepy, like actual father son male bonding time. But they're both just wearing their Skibbies. 1980s small shorts. And we're like, okay. Or that, drawers. Yeah. Call them drawers. And for context, two important things that uh, we've learned previously in the film that come into play here. One, the kid says that he likes the feeling while he's having a seizure. It feels right or something like the mm-hmm. color or something. And he wants to feel like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Two, we've seen Liam Neeson have flashbacks of the kid's story of his mom trying to smother him with a pillow. And sometimes it's Liam Neeson doing the smothering. So those two pieces now come together when we're at the beach and the kid starts having a seizure. And all of a sudden we realize, oh no, 
Liam Neeson's gonna kill him. He's doing the kid's bucket list, and then he's gonna smother him with a pillow. And he picks the kid up, and we go, okay, phew, he's not gonna smother him with a pillow. And he starts walking him into the ocean. And he gets him out to about his waist height, then he starts drowning the kid. And yelling up at the sky, probably at God, although it was really difficult to tell, because, hey, no, we forgot to talk about. Patrick? What? The audio. Yeah. The airplanes. Oh, oh yeah. We forgot true. about the airplanes. I was going to let that you tell strange. it. Strange. Strange sound all the way through. Well, not all the way through. It not, was... not every scene, but not... m- most scenes. Scenes where they were filmed in an open environment, they left the microphone on. Sounded like there was an airplane in the background, or a train, or something, all the time. It's a large fan. It's something that now, with the benefit of modern technology, I can remove with a program. But back then, it's something that would have been harder to do, Mm -hmm. and they probably just didn't do it. And they they had poor audio equipment. Well, and you think, if it was going to be at a theater, it wouldn't be the... What's it called when you go to the movie theater and it's the... THX? THX! <laughs> you know, surround sound. None of that. <laughs> yeah. Can, uh, children, we didn't have that in the 80s. Yeah. So anyways, back to Liam Neeson drowning this kid while weird sounds play and the uh, Twilight Zone music is still playing. And then it would either be weird, like, smooth jazz... Or this or, same Twilight Zone kind of synthesizer business. Okay, was, okay. But he so he goes so he's drowning the kid and he sees because there's a picture on the kid's shirt and he looks and it's his face. Well, that's because they have t-shirts made. Yeah, but then it wasn't, and then he gets all confused and he pulls the kid out and he goes to sit on the beach and he covers the kid up with a jacket. Well, he, well, he just like to warm he, him, warm him up. But he's and dead. Th- and then, well, you don't know if he's. We dead. don't know if he's dead. They he never woke up, honey. Well, they and then don't it gets, demonstrate and then that it gets, he's dead. And then it's uh, getting dark outside, and he's sitting with his head in his hands. Wait, he tried to drown himself. Yeah, yeah, he tried to drown himself, which is the zero to Neeson of three seconds of this film. Yeah. And then he's sitting there with his head in his hands, and then the credits roll, and the smooth saxophone comes back. <laughs> and we all say, what? And I became upset. <laughs> You were just you were just upset because it was the smooth jazz. The smooth jazz at the end was really upsetting it was because very strange. it was not befitting of the end of that movie. You can have a movie with an ambiguous, unhappy ending. That's fine. They happen. But you can't have smooth jazz. You can't have smooth jazz with it. <laughs> uh, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm still not sure that I'm happy that I watched this whole film. I'm reminded yeah. of a clip from the Conan O'Brien show. Where he's got Harrison Ford on it, and he asks him to do like a Harrison Ford stare at the camera, mm-hmm. and so he does, and they play some like slow, gritty music mm-hmm. that's very befitting of mm-hmm. a Harrison Ford stare. Sure. And then he says, "Hey, can you do it again?" And he does it, and he plays circus music, and it, and you can't take it seriously anymore, right? <laughs> and everyone's like, "Ha it's funny." That's what happened at the end, right? Right. It was the wrong music to go with what was happening. Oh my gosh. Well, so. You're welcome, Internet. Now you don't have to watch this movie. <laughs> yes. It's time for our meter. Okay. Physical peril in this film was right. zero to none, basically, because it was all psychological. And we've discussed... There was no peril. I have to give it a point three. You know why? Point three? Oh, Because they were after it. him. 
No. No. Because the no. police were after him. That's they didn't come after him with guns, so no. No. No, we're going to vote you off the island no. for that. And we also have had a discussion on a previous episode of the podcast about whether attempting to kill yourself counts as peril. Oh, yeah. Because you did no. it to yourself. That's I, not... I want you to know Patrick picked up the remote and tried to shut me off. <laughs> <laughs> or at least pushed the mute button. It didn't work. It didn't work. We're still here. I'm All right. still talking. Now, la, la, la. because I need to make sure I remember, I always what? update the list while we're doing the podcast so I don't forget. Well, unless I go and do something to the list and erase the numbers. Please don't do that. I've done it. You have done it. Please don't. I'll try not to do it again. All right. But I thought that's what moms are supposed to do. Moms are supposed to embarrass people. I read it on the internet. Did I embarrass you by erasing the numbers? Only if you share it with everyone. Okay. What? I All right. With, okay. Okay. Two of you, I hope, weren't listening because then I didn't share it with everyone. <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> well, of course that's how that works. Okay. Uh, so we're down to... How many movies from the 80s do we still have to do? Oh, I he, don't he, did, he did a fair amount of movies in the 80s. I know. It's gonna, we're going to have some more bad podcasts. Did we watch the one with Cher yet? Yeah, we did. That yeah. was, under, uh, that was uh, uh, under suspicion. Something yeah. suspect. Suspect. I don't remember. We watched that one. It was we something. We did. It was some movie with Cher. <laughs> the we one did. where he was a deaf mute. Oh, and we almost yeah. didn't watch it, and then we did, yeah. and it was, yeah. a, and it was actually a good and that movie. Was a good, was actually, that was a good movie yeah. with Dennis Quaid. With Dennis Quaid. Oh yeah. Okay, well, thank you for joining us on this trip down memory lane. Tune in next week where I just look at the list to see what we've watched. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.